0: What? College matters. What? College, College matters. matters. Really? For sure. College matters. Alma matters. matters.
1: One of the main reasons why I got the Cook cola Scholarship, um, mm-hmm. it was my service organization called Comsivity for Computing yeah. and Inclusivity, where mm-hmm. our mission there was to incentivize underrepresented students to pursue computer science. And we did this by holding Mm after-school programs for middle schoolers and young girls, um, by setting up summer camps for visually impaired children, fundraising for students without computers, just all kinds of initiatives to bridge the digital divide and diversity gaps that exist in the technical field.
0: That is Sarah Dufay, 2023 Koch scholar, and a recent graduate of American Heritage School in Florida. Hello, I'm your host, Venkatraman. With this episode, we continue a select set of conversations with high schoolers about their outlook for their futures. We are joined by Sarah Dufay, who'll be a freshman at MIT in the fall of 2023. Sarah loves technology she took her first computer science course in the freshman year of high school in the ensuing years she went much deeper into computer science and artificial intelligence and also participated in competitions and hackathons she also did speech and debate learning new languages like french spanish and did lots of volunteering in this podcast Sarah talks about her passion for computer science and AI, winning the Coca-Cola scholarship, her college search process, and her advice for high schoolers. Now, before we jump into the podcast, here are the high fives, five highlights from the podcast.
1: With classes, I just regularly challenged myself. I usually took um, the hardest classes available. So I did around 15, 16 courses in my high school experience, like a lot of uh, STEM courses, like AP Calculus, AP Physics, um, just anything that I was interested in or wanted to learn more about. After I got a recommendation to go do an artificial intelligence internship um, in Paris, so for my entire summer, I went and I was working um, on an artificial intelligence project with robotics um, and I just fell in love with it there. Mm -hmm. I did around two months there and it was really just an amazing experience. So after that, I just got a lot more involved. I started taking more in-depth courses with artificial intelligence um, and just expanding my knowledge in that specialty. Uh, If I'm being completely honest, I actually didn't know much about the Coca-Cola scholarship process at first. I just Mm -hmm. knew it was a prestigious scholarship. Almost everyone I knew applied, and it offered Mm -hmm. a very large scholarship, which I was in need for to fund my educational endeavors. um, Mm -hmm. One thing I think that was very beneficial to me is that I started in my junior summer by simply researching. I definitely spent hundreds of hours searching and looking into you know dozens and dozens of college because something I had in mind is that I didn't want to apply if I knew I wouldn't be happy there. I think I would first start off by telling them to find a field or a topic that they really enjoy and that they're passionate about and that you know they want to do, not because their parents told them to or their mm-hmm. siblings did that, but something that truly interests them because mm-hmm. it's only then, I think, that you'll really get into it and start seeking out as many opportunities as you can.
0: These were the high fives brought to you by College Matters, Alma Matters. Matters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For my newsletter, visit almamatters.substack.com. Now, I'm sure you want to hear the entire podcast with Sarah. So without further ado, here's the podcast. It's Sarah Dufay. If you're ready, we can jump right in. Yeah, I'm good to go. Awesome. Awesome. So maybe the best place to start, Sarah, would be to talk a little bit about yourself. Tell us who you are.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, well, my name is Sarah Dufay. I'm a rising undergraduate student at MIT studying computer science and innovation, and I'm an aspiring entrepreneur in the technical field some of my academic passions include exploring artificial intelligence and cybersecurity, uh, learning new languages teaching and mentoring students and discussing ethics and technology so when i'm not nose deep in academia you can probably find me practicing taekwondo hiking with my family or traveling but yeah that's me in a nutshell and regarding my background i've lived in south florida for most of my life but okay. i was born in mexico and my family is colombian and french
0: So Sarah, um, tell us a little bit about your high school experience, your interests, the kinds of courses you took, um, and then we can dive into the other parts of your passions and interests. Yeah, of course.
1: Uh, So I was actually very technologically inclined in high school. First day of freshman year, I was already enrolled in a computer science class. I loved it so much that I ended up enrolling in a pre-professional computer science program so I ended up mm-hmm. taking around 11 computer science courses over my four years of high school, and I spent an enormous amount of time in pretty much every computer science organization there was to offer. So I was competing in competitions, competitions, um, organizing teaching events for computer science, just a lot of technically related, uh, technical related organizations. But otherwise, mm-hmm. some other parts of my high school experience was that I was very involved in speech and debate. I did... A lot of volunteering organizations like Red Cross or TASSEL, um, mostly teaching organizations like, for example, teaching English to kids in Cambodia or teaching computer uh-huh. science with children that have disabilities. Um, so, I just did a lot of volunteering and also a few language clubs because I'm really interested in learning new languages. So, I did like French Honor Society and Spanish Honor Society. Uh, so, yeah, that's a bit about the organizations I did. With classes, I just regularly challenged myself. I usually took Um, the hardest classes available. So I did around 15, 16 courses in my high school experience, like a lot of uh, STEM courses, like AP Calculus, AP Physics, um, just anything that I was interested in or wanted to learn more about.
0: Yeah, I'm fascinated by your interest in computer science. Uh, So you made that quite a passion. And I think uh, AI was a pretty... Um, exciting part of that journey as well. So talk to us about computer science and AI uh, in some sense. What kind of stuff did you do there?
1: Uh, Yeah, so like I said, my experience just really started with this program that, you know, had me take a lot of classes where I was kind of just seeing what I was interested in. Um, So with AI, I took my first AI class in the end of my sophomore year. Um, And I ended up really loving it. Um, I was named the best student in artificial intelligence. So after I got a recommendation to go do an artificial intelligence internship um, in Paris. So for my entire summer, I went and I was working um, on an artificial intelligence project with robotics. um, And I just fell in love with it there. Mm -hmm. I did around two months there. And it was really just an amazing experience. So after that, I just got a lot more involved. I started taking more in-depth courses with artificial intelligence um, and just expanding my knowledge in that specialty. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that was my classes. Um, a really big activity that I had involving computer science was managing the computer science program at my school. Mm-hmm. So this consisted of around 100 students um, and we would host technical workshops for, we would invite. Guest speakers. We would launch community service projects. We would fundraise for kids who didn't have computers. Um, we would host competitions. So it was it was really intensive, and I was more on the management side because I was president for two and a half years. But it was a really great experience for me in terms of management, and also just giving <laughs> back to the program that really formed the foundations for all of my technical skills. So that was one activity that I was very involved in. Um, mm-hmm. The second. Is more of a service activity and I think um, it's very it's one of the main reasons why I got the Cook cola scholarship. Um, mm-hmm. It was my service organization called Comsivity for Computing yeah. and Inclusivity where mm-hmm. our mission there was to incentivize underrepresented students to pursue computer science and we did this by holding after-school mm-hmm. programs for middle schoolers and young girls um, by setting up summer camps for visually impaired children fundraising for students without computers, just all kinds of initiatives to bridge the digital divide and diversity gaps that exist in the technical field. So this was mm-hmm. a really big service project that I had um, that I used to give back to my community and just try and kind of incentivize more people to um, join the technical fields. But the third one, I would say that is actually why I started getting involved with entrepreneurship. And this is how mm-hmm. I learned wanted to be an entrepreneur is competing in hackathons. So Hackathons are essentially technological competitions. They're kind of social entrepreneurship competitions where Mm -hmm. you have a limited amount of time to create something, any software for a given purpose. And that's Mm -hmm. how I I built up a lot of my um, technical foundations. And I found out that I really enjoyed this process of just creating something specifically Mm -hmm. geared towards um, social impact. Um, So, yeah, I would say those are the three main extracurriculars that I did related to computer science. And otherwise, I think what I spent the most time with, um, excluding computer science, would be uh, Taekwondo, uh, Mm -hmm. speech and speech and debate. Those were my two other extracurriculars that I spent the most time with.
0: Why or how do you think you got excited about technology? What do you think was the origin of that? I
1: think it was because... I've always been someone who, who's very mathematically, logically, or I love the problem-solving aspect of it, just mm-hmm. having to, you know, to figure something out and being able to create something out of it. So that's something mm-hmm. that just always really excited me because I've I use a lot of my computer science skills to kind of get creative with it, to create mm-hmm. you know my own algorithms for myself even, or just for hackathons like I was saying before, or for entrepreneurship competitions. So being yeah. able to just create something in that, you know, problem solving aspect is something that I just really enjoyed. And I think it was also that, you know, everything in today's world, and especially tomorrow's world just kind of revolves around technology. So mm-hmm. the field just gives a lot of flexibility and is very adaptable to pretty much any industry that I would want to work in in the future. So that's also pretty exciting, the flexibility that comes with that mm-hmm. set of skills and with those foundations. Um, so yeah, just overall, I, just, I, I know that this is what I'll be doing in the future
0: so let's jump to the coke scholarship um let's start with why you even did apply i mean you know with so much of a technology interest um you know why did you think coke scholarship would be a good uh, match for you
1: yeah uh if i'm being completely honest i actually didn't know much about the coca-cola scholarship process at first i just Mm -hmm. knew it was a prestigious scholarship. Almost everyone I knew applied, and it offered a very large scholarship, which I was in need for to fund my educational endeavors. Sure. But yeah, to actually get the scholarship, it had a larger impact than I ever could have expected, and not just financially. Although I never would have been able to afford MIT were it not for the scholarship,
0: mm-hmm. but just
1: in terms of the community and the network that it set up for me, because. Scholar, it means to be connected with not just the other 149 coca-cola scholars you know of my grade of the class of 2023 Mm -hmm. um, which i learned are incredible change makers that are truly passionate about improving their communities but Mm -hmm. also it means being connected to the other 6,000 coca-cola scholars that have been named throughout the past 40 years and it's just it's really a community because they reach out to you and they offer to support and mentor you and connect you with other people. So it just truly creates a sense of community that you know is there for you and that you can rely on professionally. So even if I didn't necessarily know that when I was applying, I'm very glad I did because I never would have been able to experience that were not for the scholarship.
0: Let me talk a little bit about the interviews. Um, I've heard there's a pretty interesting 20 minutes or so.
1: Uh, Yeah, it was a panel of, uh, I believe, four judges in my final interview. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was was a little stressed (laughs) at the interview because, you know, it was the final stage. We were almost there. There were just 250 of us in the running and 150 would be selected. Mm -hmm. Um, But the judges were, they were really welcoming. They tried to put us at ease and they just asked us questions about Just geared to our application, they had very obviously um, dug deep within our application, read all of our essays, our activities, our recommendation letters. So they asked us very specific questions um, on, for example, research projects, uh, why we started service organizations, um, Mm -hmm. challenges that we faced. For example, something that I did a lot of in high school was teaching um, Mm -hmm. in a variety of different fields. And they asked me, they gave me specific scenarios on what I would do if a kid wasn't learning or wasn't listening um, and what motivates you. I remember one of the hard questions that I had was my last question actually. They asked me, um, if you were at an award ceremony 10 years from now, and it's the most important award ceremony of your life, what would you be getting an award for? And what would they say mm. about you? So just mm. that, that was the one that caught me off guard a little bit. But just, yeah, just questions to learn about, you know, kind of see who you are um, in person or on video and kind of understand um, what your passions are, where you see your life going, and what motivates you to do all the things that you talked about in your application.
0: Okay, so let's segue to... Um... The college process um we you know share some insights on how you went about the process what you were looking for and maybe how you settled on mit um
1: yeah so um i did some things right and something's wrong with the college process
0: um mm-hmm. one thing
1: i think that was very beneficial to me is that i started in my junior summer by simply researching i definitely spent hundreds of hours searching and looking into you know dozens and dozens of college because something i had in mind is that i didn't want to apply if i knew i wouldn't be happy there and i know yeah. that lots of students are tempted to apply to all the elite colleges but just because you know they have a like very good academic reputation but i don't recommend doing this because i think you want to make sure that the schools you're applying to are what you want in terms of the specific academic programs the research um the school culture the location and even the campus, because that's where you'll be living for the next four years. So um, I did that okay. at first in my junior summer. I had a huge spreadsheet with about 20 different factors listed, but also things like, you know, the costs and how far it was from home. Um, and I think there's no right way to do this because you have to decide what's important to do to you. Right. But um, I really encourage everyone to just do their research and make sure that it fits them and that they're not just applying, you know, because it's a good school or because someone told them to. Um, but yeah, so my, I did all this, but my mistake was that I applied to way too many colleges. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that I did this because I was scared financially that I wouldn't be able to afford the ones I got into. So Mm. I wanted as many choices as possible to be safe, but this was not a good decision because I applied to, I don't even remember like 21, 22 colleges. Mm. Um, and that was a lot of work. And I think it would have been better if I had limited myself to 12 or 13 and just really focused on my application. But yeah, what I was looking for when I was applying to colleges uh, was first a place where I would be very well equipped to pursue both my technological and my entrepreneurial endeavors. Mm -hmm. And um, with MIT's academic reputation, with its technological specialties and the strong entrepreneurial mindset there that leads Mm -hmm. a lot of the students to launch their own companies. Um, I'm really glad I found it because it was kind of a good fit for me in that sense. Uh, Something that was also very important to me was the school's environment, whether it had a collaborative, a competitive one. Um, Mm -hmm. I really wanted to be in a space where I didn't feel like I was competing with my peers. And I've definitely found MIT to be incredibly collaborative. Their entire homework and project system is heavily dependent on collaboration. Um, So Mm -hmm. that was also another point to me. Otherwise, um, I was, this was just personal preference, but I was looking for a place in an urban setting near a large city. And I was also looking for a university with very strong research programs. Um, So those were my main factors. And of course, like I said before, scholarship opportunities there. Um yeah I I applied to a lot of colleges I wrote way too many essays I think I counted it was around 80 90 essays by the end of the year <laughs> Yeah it was a lot <laughs> Um but yeah so I just kept writing kept writing and I actually applied to MIT uh at regular decision and I'm yeah. very I'm very glad that I did this because I think that my application definitely wasn't ready in November when People usually send their early applications. So I'm glad mm-hmm. I waited until January, to put my best foot forward. Um, okay. So, yeah, I applied to most of them, early action. And then the ones that didn't have early action in MIT, I applied to that regular decision. Yeah, um, it was just kind of waiting for decisions, which, you know, is a very stressful time. But yep, um,
0: yep.
1: <laughs> it worked out. It worked out, yeah. Ultimately boiled down to just, um, you know, obviously financial aid, cost, and scholarships. Um, like I said before, uh, school culture, academic reputation, um, and that urban setting. So I it down to MIT, Columbia, mm-hmm. and uh, that was a very hard decision. But I think that ultimately led me to decide was the two MIT admit weekends. So they have mm-hmm. two weekends. One of them is called Campus Preview Weekend, where all students who are admitted go and spend a weekend there living in dorms and just exploring everything that the city has to offer, mm-hmm. which was a really amazing experience. And the other one was Sin Limite, which is a similar concept, but for Hispanic students. So mm. yeah, um, really convinced me that it was the place for me um, in terms of the student body, um, people that were admitted, and a lot of students that I talked to, the endless research and internship opportunities that, you know, the school connected you to, I think they just know at some point, um, you know, what's right for them, and I definitely felt that when I went to go visit, so that was, um, that was the reason why I made my decision.
0: Now, I, I have a, another question, I mean, did you apply for a lot of scholarships, did you do separate scholarship applications as well? Um, along the way or how how did that work
1: yeah uh, so like i said one of my main points was that i would not be able to afford these schools especially because you know american universities have exorbitant prices um (laughs) but i applied to many many scholarships i i'm not sure but it must be around 30 40 um and i i would not be able to to attend um were it not for the scholarships um i think some of the larger ones were um, the Coca-Cola scholarship mm-hmm. and then the ol- also the LinkedIn scholarship, which was also very helpful. And I learned about that a few days before the deadline. So that also definitely changed my decision. But yeah, a few big ones here and there, but also a lot of little scholarships like two three thousand dollars that just add up. Um, so yeah. yeah, I definitely recommend for students that are just to spend a lot of time over the summer researching about you know the different scholarships that are available for their majors for their fields for their backgrounds um just so that they could kind of get a step ahead of everybody else um and just apply right because if you don't apply there's no chance that you can get it a lot of these scholarships yeah. are <laughs> they're very they're very competitive that's true but um just go for it apply to as many as you can and um, for a lot of people that usually ends up working out
0: obviously getting ready to go to college um so what what, what what are your priorities i mean what kind of things are you looking forward to college and beyond um i know that you have you know entrepreneurship and computer science and technology in your future but are there any larger goals that you're pursuing uh, and and how ready do you feel to take on mit and beyond
1: yeah, um, regarding priorities, that, that question actually reminds me of a talk that I had um, during the LinkedIn scholarship weekend. We sat down mm-hmm. with the CEO, with Ryan Eslanky, and he was telling us how important it was to have two values for your work and for your life that you're always guided by, mm-hmm. you're always prioritizing. And I found, for me, work-wise at least, um, the two that are most important to me are, one, I truthfully enjoy and am mentally stimulated by my work so that I'm constantly mm-hmm. learning. And I don't think mm-hmm. that will be a problem at MIT. And yeah. two, that the work I'm doing is socially impactful. Um, mm-hmm. I need the work that I'm doing to have, you know, an impact, to be tangible, um, to be something that I care about, or otherwise yeah. I, you know, I have a hard time. So those are definitely the two values that I would say are most important to me in my work, sure. in my entrepreneurial mindset. I might be doing internships with or working for. Um, so those are two things that are very important to me, but more in terms of my personal life and in terms mm-hmm. of my college experience, I would say that one of my first priorities is actually having a balanced life, my social life, my work, uh, classes, physical activity, mental health, because I think that um, a lot of you know motivated students struggle with maintaining that and over-prioritize mm-hmm. um, work, for example. And um, I think that's something that I definitely want to be aware of in college, especially because um, I definitely struggle with FOMO, but academically, and it often leads me to sign up for way too many things <laughs> that I don't have time for. So I yeah. think one of my priorities is in college, not doing that, you know, and instead, I'm kind of pushing myself to have that balanced ideal life that I think I need to be at my best. So that's one of my priorities yeah. there. And then. I guess, would just be, you know, constantly improving myself, working on myself, um, my relationships with people, my work, um, my mental health, just, you know, kind of always being in this constant mindset of um, improvement and just all terms of life. So, yeah, I would say those are my two work and uh, two life priorities.
0: Sarah, um, it's time to sort of give some advice for uh, high schoolers who are getting ready to go to college. Based on your experience, what would you tell them?
1: I think I would first start off by telling them to find a field or a topic that they really enjoy and that they're passionate about and that you know they wanna do, not because their parents told them to or their mm-hmm. siblings did that, but something that truly interests them because mm-hmm. it's only then I think that you'll really get into it and start seeking out as many opportunities as you can. But yeah, once you find that, I would just say, for me, obviously, that was computer science, but I would just say go for it. Try and get as good at it as you can. Put a lot of work into it um, and just constantly seek out opportunities. You know, seek out research opportunities, organizations that you can start, community service that you can do related to it, um, internships. Just, Just go for it. Put yourself out there because the more you do, the more opportunities arise and the better you get at it. So I think that just by not being afraid to put yourself out there and try out as many things as you can, um, you'll go really far. You'll go really far, but I think you need to speak that interests you and that, um, you know, you're excited to work with. It's not something that you have to do or something you're being forced to pursue, but something that you enjoy. Um, And after that, yeah, it's just seeking out as many opportunities as you can with it. Um, And then when the college admissions process comes around, just trying to highlight that as much as you can, Um, starting early and trying to show them, you know, what you're gonna contribute to the university, to the campus um, and just highlighting that all over your application while staying true to yourself. Because I think that a lot of high schoolers when they're in the college application process, they show admissions officers what they think the admission officers wanna see Um, Mm -hmm. But I think you don't want to do that, you want to stay true to yourself and you should show what you want to show them about yourself. Um, And yeah, so once you pick a specialty, you go for it, you get a lot of experience. Um, I think that that's all you need to do for just high school and the college admissions process and just having fun with it. Um, High school is a great place, you don't need to know what you want to do immediately it's a great place to try different things out to kind of find that specialty that I was talking about. Um, Mm -hmm. And even the college application process, at least for me and for a lot of people I know, it was a really great place to learn more about yourself and just do some self-reflection. So yeah, I think just do what makes you happy, go for it, work as hard as you can, um, and it'll all work out.
0: Awesome, awesome. So Sarah, um, thank you so much sharing your thoughts. This was a truly exciting talk. Uh, it's great to see your passion. I wish you all the luck at MID and beyond, and hopefully we'll stay in touch and see how you're doing in a couple of years.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Fencat, for having me. Um, it was really a pleasure to be here with you.
0: Likewise. Take care now. Bye-bye.
1: Take care. Bye.
0: Hi again. Hope you enjoyed our podcast with Sarah Dufay. Sarah's passion for technology comes through. Her pursuit of CS and AI came with a lot of hard work in the high school years and her intense involvement in the related extracurricular activities and her internship in Paris. Winning the Coca-Cola scholarship has given her a community of experts. That she can tap into. I wish Sarah all the best at MIT and beyond. I hope this podcast motivates you during your high school years and offers guidance as you prep for your own college journey. For your questions or comments on this podcast, please email podcast at almamatters.io. Thank you all so much for listening to our podcast today. Transcripts for this podcast and previous podcasts are on almamatters.io forward slash podcasts. To stay connected with us, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify or visit anchor.fm forward slash matters to check us out. Till we meet again, take care and be safe. Thank you.
1: College Matters.
0: Alma Alpha Matters. matters.